0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the What a Good Eater podcast. We are your hosts, Alessandra Macaluso and Amy Godiwala. We're authors of the top-selling, top-rated baby food and toddler food cookbook called What a Good Eater. And you can find us on Amazon. We are actually just kicking off our first podcast of the podcast series. We're both really excited to get it started. And there's just so many topics to talk about when it comes to feeding kids and feeding families. And so many good tips and tricks and troubleshooting, and we could just go on and on for hours. But we're not. What we've decided to do is to break it out into these small episodes that are anywhere between 5 and 10 minutes, where we just give you quick little bits of advice and quick tips and things that you can do to help get around things like picky eating or trying new foods and the many other food topics that we could talk about forever. So... (laughs) Um, Amy, how are you today?
1: I am so good and I'm very excited. This is my first podcast. I'm very excited for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, We're going to kick it off with the very first topic, which is how to get your kids to try new foods. This is a question that we always hear when we do the food demos and when we're talking with our friends with kids. Um, It seems like this is one of the biggest struggles. So we're just going to Kick it off here and we're going to give you five easy tips for how to get your kids to try new foods. So, uh, Amy, if you want to take it away with number one.
1: Yeah, I would say that, you know, first of all, when you're trying to serve a new food or introduce a new food or a food that your child hasn't previously liked very much to your kid. One one tip is to make sure that your child is coming to the table really hungry, because when they're not very hungry, it's it's going to be really hard for them to want to try anything new, let alone really eat very much at all. So that means like keeping snack time, um, you know, snacks between meals really, really light. And also, you know, if you have a toddler or preschooler or somebody other than like a little small baby, you want to make sure that in between meals, you're just having them drink water versus things like milk or juice, which could be high in calories and kind of filling. So, um, Just make sure that they're hungry. Uh, It'll help you like with that's like half the battle is just making sure that they're actually hungry.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to do, especially over summer break. Like I know with, with our kids, they're always like snack, snack, snack. Can I have another snack? Can I have another snack? You know, they'll, they would just snack all day. And then by the time we get to dinner, be like, well, you know, I'm, I don't really want anything. I'm not really hungry. And it's so frustrating, but you know, they do, they want to snack all day. So if you have a snacker on your hands, Amy, I think what you said is a perfect point is just make sure you keep them hungry so they can snack, but just make the snacks things that aren't so heavy, that aren't so filling.
1: Yes, exactly. Like even a small bowl of goldfish or crackers and things like that can actually be pretty filling. We don't think of it as really filling. But if you can keep snack time to like really fruits and vegetables, which are the best possible snacks,
0: that's ideal. Were we talking about this? Amy? did you tell me this the other day? Or I forgot where I heard this, that the parent just said, Snack time is for fruits and vegetables only. You can pick a fruit and pick a vegetable. Give your kids the choice of what fruit or vegetable it is that they will pick, but let them know that that's what snack time is going to be. Did you tell yes. me that?
1: Yeah. In fact, um, I remember talking to a pediatrician in Charlotte who said to me something that really stuck with me, and that was that if your child is, is um, refusing to eat a fruit or vegetable for a snack, then chances are they're not very hungry.
0: Right. It's out of boredom or, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, They, just, they might they just, need a distraction or they're just looking for something to kind of junk food to munch on or something, but they're not truly hungry.
0: And the thing is you can't, obviously you're not going to do it a hundred percent every single time. Like you're, you'll be out and about, they'll have, they'll have things and that's okay. But if you just make it the more of the general rule that that's what you're going to try to stick to, and that's what, that's what their choice is, then I think overall they will come to the table for mealtimes ready to eat a little bit more
1: hungry for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so number one, make sure that they come to the table hungry. Um, the second tip that we have is don't deny them their favorite foods. So if you're about to introduce something new, like let's say your child really does not like green beans, um, but you want them to eat green beans, obviously. They're a healthy food. So serve it up with one or two other options that you know that they already like so that it doesn't feel like they're just staring at a plate of this enemy of green that they hate, <laughs> But they'll, they'll say, okay, so I, this isn't my favorite thing, but look, there's my pasta that I really like, or there's my meatballs, or there's something else that's familiar to them. Uh, we always are big fans of the three-section plates. Amy and I, I know, Amy, you did too. We use them a lot with our kids. It's just a good, and it's also just makes it easier on us, you know, on the parent to just say, okay, here are the three sections. I'll fill with two things I know they're familiar with, and here's the new food. And just be careful to not overload the plate Because especially for little eaters, especially for picky eaters, when they see a lot of something that they don't like, it sets alarms off in their head. They want to run from that plate faster than anything, and it will deter them from it even more. So small portions, and when we say small, we mean even just like one or two bite-sized pieces of the food.
1: Yeah, so if it's like broccoli,
0: you know, broccoli, I have to say,
1: is a strange food. If you think about it, and you're introduced to it, you're you're just new on the planet here. And you look at broccoli, it's like eating a green flower. It doesn't seem like something that would be normal to eat. Right.
0: Right. So like like if you're trying
1: to serve. So I remember trying to learn this with my own children, like don't serve a huge florey of broccoli on the plate, you know, put one tiny, pick a small, a small little flower of broccoli and put it on the plate. And maybe that's it. Like maybe you just put one little piece on the plate, or if it's like green peas that you want to introduce them to just put two, like just two peas. We're just, we're just trying to help familiarize them with the food.
0: Right. This is also a great reminder that they need exposure to these foods multiple times. You know, if your kid only has broccoli or green beans once or twice and they make a face and they swear it off and they say that they hate it, they need to, they need to be exposed to it, you know, five, 10, sometimes even 15 or 20 times. Some people would argue even more before they could really take it in and see whether or not they truly like it or dislike it. So like Amy said, the one or two peas or the very small piece of broccoli, you may have to do that several times before they actually get accustomed to eating it. Definitely.
1: I've had to do that. I mean, I think I've had to serve broccoli like 40 times before. You know, my kids are now at a point where they're eating broccoli, but it's because I've served it to them over and over and over and over. And the persistence really works. For our third point and our third tip um, for helping your kids try new foods, let them explore the new food. So if it's a baby that we're talking about, let them squeeze it between their fingers. Let them play with it. Um, I know it's difficult because you you might be concerned about wanting, if you're like me, you're concerned about making a mess. But it really helps them get a sense for the new food, get acquainted with it. It helps familiarize themselves with it. And it helps them get an idea for the texture of the food. So – If you have a toddler who's a little bit older, like two years old, three years old, or even older, then they can be helping you in the kitchen with the new food. They can – if the new food that you want them to try is broccoli, they can wash the broccoli. They can use their fingers to de-stem the broccoli and make it into small florets. They could use a toddler knife. If they're like three or four or older with adult supervision and let them, let them cut it up. Just let them, it's, it's all just a matter of like familiarizing themselves with the new food as well as getting their buy-in because once they get more involved in the kitchen, they're a little bit more familiar with what they're eating and they're a little bit more
0: vested. Don't you think Ellie? Absolutely. And it happened with us with, with Penelope when she was a baby, I, I gave her a lot of peppers. I know peppers are a great food. They're great for snacks. They're really high in vitamin C. So I gave her peppers all the time. You know, I would just cut out peppers or, you know, even as a little baby, I would puree them with boiled chicken and give that to her and she loved it. And then she she stopped with the peppers. It seemed like she didn't really like them anymore. Every time I wanted to give them to her, she'd make a face. So I asked her one day, hey, could you grab your little knife there and help me with dinner? Can you chop up these peppers? And she gets excited to do that. So she grabbed her stool. She got up next to me on the island. She... Um, got out her little chef knife and she started cutting the peppers and halfway through she looks at me and says do you mind if I eat one of these mommy so I I, <laughs> I tried to play it cool and I was like um well I guess you can I mean I you know I really wanted you to wait for dinner but I guess you can have one now meanwhile I'm like yes you can you have a taste yeah. yeah so she did and now all of a sudden she's fine with peppers so she's back to peppers in her lunch box and but you're absolutely right I think it helps to Get her involved, get her excited about it, get her touching it so it doesn't really feel like, well, what's this weird food? I mean, think about it. You're putting a new food in front of them. If they're not touching it or exploring it, you're just asking them to put this weird, unfamiliar thing in their body, and that just creeps people out. That creeps me out, you know? Absolutely. It does help to get them involved. Um, The fourth point that we have is to let them know when you do serve it, they don't need to eat every single piece of it. They just need to taste it. This is important, and this is something that I tell my kids all the time. She'll see me making a big pot of something that, you know, she doesn't necessarily like or t- Ciro, our two-year-old, he'll do something and he makes the funniest face when he doesn't want to try something. He just, he put, he winces and he puts his tongue out and he goes, bleh, yuck, yuck. Like that. <laughs> and so I, I always tell him, I say, you don't need to eat all of it. You just need to taste it. And sometimes, and you know, also at the same time, let them watch you eat it. So they're seeing you eat it. It kind of also pays off in a different way because it helps you guys eat healthier. Like I find a lot of times it helps us as a family eat healthier if I'm really intending to feed my kids healthier. But one of the things I always say to them with this tip is this is dinner tonight because Penelope will try to say, you know, I really didn't want this mommy. You know, this really doesn't this is not what I wanted to eat tonight. And I always tell her, I understand you can help me next time with the meal planning, but this is dinner tonight. I'm not going to serve you another option. I'm not busting out another food that you really like. This is what we made for dinner tonight. So you need to eat some of it. I say that all the
1: time. I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, I can't tell you how many times I've said, this is lunch. I understand if you don't, it's not your favorite food. It's not a sandwich, but this is your lunch today. So if I want to make sure that your tummy's full because we won't be eating again until the next meal time. Right. So make sure that your tummy is nice and full um, so that you can wait until it's, you know, snack time at three o'clock or three 30 or whenever.
0: And and getting them involved also, because a lot of times what I'll say to Penelope is okay, so maybe you can help me pick dinner tomorrow night and I'll give her choices. So obviously if I tell her you can help me pick dinner, what do you want? She's going to say Mac and cheese. But if I tell her, <laughs> okay, you get to pick the vegetable tomorrow night, and I give her some choices of vegetables. Okay, we can have broccoli or green beans or peas or carrots or whatever it is, and then I let her pick from one of, let's say, three things. So then she feels like she's part of the process. And if I want to, she, serve her mac. Yeah, and, she's
1: you get her buy-in. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and then if I want to serve her mac and cheese along with that thing, then okay, that's fine. You know, that's the other important thing too. That goes back to the second point: don't deny them their favorite food. You don't want them to feel like this is a battle a struggle. You know, you want them to, you want them to feel like you're on the same team as they are.
1: Yeah, definitely. The last point we'll bring you to is to try, try again. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, just talking to different parents, they'll say, Oh, you know, my kid doesn't like tomatoes or my kid doesn't like avocado. We've tried it. Uh, My kids wouldn't hardly eat anything, but like three foods. Um, if, if, if we, if you don't try, try again and try with persistence, it's really difficult because, Again, what we're doing is trying to help our kids. We're just trying to help familiarize our kids with a variety of healthy foods, and it takes time. So research shows that it may take up to 20 um, exposures to a new food before your kids may even want to try it. So if you've served avocado maybe to your kids like six times you know, over the course of a year or so, and you just feel like, well, they just never took to it. it. It may take like 10, 15 exposures to it. And again, it's not all in a row. It's just over time. Um, we're not trying to stress you out or trying to stress the kid out because that, that would be very stressful. But um, it's just our job as parents to just keep putting healthy food in front of them and help familiarize them with it. And a lot of these foods are acquired tastes. You taste broccoli the first three times, you may not care for it much, right. but um, you taste it over time. You start to learn that it's, it's actually delicious.
0: Right. It's actually a really delicious food. It is. And at the same time, you can also help them out. And this is really a topic we could go into in another episode. But you can help them out with how they're eating the food. So one of the tips that we put in our cookbook is to add a little fresh squeezed lemon juice to the avocado. This was a trick for me with Penelope. Uh, we did that for her. And at first, I thought she did not like avocado. And then, Amy, I think you actually told me, or a pediatrician, I can't remember. But one of you told me to try try a little fresh squeezed lemon juice And I did, really not thinking that it was going to work. And I was shocked when she started eating it better. So there's little things that you can do like that. You know, serve the broccoli with a little dipping sauce. Maybe your kid loves ketchup. Put a little squeeze of ketchup on the plate and let them know that they can dip the broccoli into the ketchup. Don't be afraid to help them along with things like that. Yeah, definitely. So those are our top five tips for how to get your kids to try new foods. We hope that these are helpful to you guys. And let us know. You can email us at info at good Let us know what you want us to talk about in future podcast episodes. Um, let us know what you think of this podcast. And definitely find us, if you're not following us already, follow us on Instagram. We're on there as at what a good eater. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what a good eater. And you can also find our cookbook. It's available on Amazon. And you can find it through our website as well, which is www.whatagoodeater.com So until then, thank you for listening. We hope to see you at the next episode, and we hope to hear from you and what you liked and what you want to hear in the future. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye.